Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I am your host, Mariah Fontana, and I am an online health and fitness coach who has helped over 200 women in the past two years take control of their body and life with our Made For More method. My intention for this show is to inspire you to get serious about your health and your goals so you can discover your own light and power and shine it into the rest of your life. You are made for more. It's time to start living like it. What is going on? Welcome back to the Made For More podcast. I am your host, Mariah, and it's been a little bit. It's been just over a month now. So I want to recap before we get into today's episode and before we really dive into things, because this might be a controversial topic. And to be honest, when I made the post of what I want to talk about today, I didn't actually expect to get the comments that I did. Like I didn't actually see it as that controversial, but now I can see it in a way that maybe people would take it in a certain way, which again, we will get into. But first, I want to update a little update. I'm not going to go too in depth of where I've been the past little bit here. But if you follow my social medias, if you're my client, you know that I have had a crazy ass busy last couple months. Um, I was in prep. I am no longer in prep. I did not do my show. My show would be in two or three weeks. That is not the topic for today. Maybe I will get into all of that at a later date, but I have been on top of prep, very, very busy. I've been head deep in my business as I usually am. I was traveling. I was doing a whole lot of different things. I also moved in that time period, which again, I'm not really going to get into in this episode, but your girl has been doing a lot. And I'm actually recording this podcast episode on my couch in my living room, even though I'm creating a podcast space, a podcast room um, upstairs. I just felt more comfortable, more inclined, more in tune with sitting comfy and having this talk, I guess. And that's how I want the podcast room to become. So when I come, I talk to you guys. It is more of that intimate setting, but I don't have it set up yet. So I've really been wanting to do podcast episodes the last two weeks, actually, since I've been in my home, but I've felt this like block in between, I think because my room's not set up and like, you don't need a whole room to do the episode, but I think the message that I want to convey, I need to be in that space. I need to be in that mindset in order to deliver the message better to you. And in saying that, I literally just got shivers. So I know that to be true. That's another thing. I've really been listening to my body and the signs that my body is giving to my mind and really trying to pay attention to what it's trying to say. So that's again, another topic for another day, but I'm really excited for what's to come for this podcast, for the episodes that I'm going to be bringing you. So stay tuned. I am going to be getting on a consistent podcast schedule. Again, with the ideas that I have coming out, I do not want to announce it soon, but I'm excited. I've been called to do this for a while now and I think it's needed. And again, I need to settle my life. I've had a lot of shit going on and I felt like how can I bring you a message from a really clear space 
and a really clear headspace if I wasn't quite in a clear headspace. I've needed to give myself some time to just be a human being. I am the type of person that's very go, 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 go. I like fill my calendar full. I'm like up in the morning, do my morning routine and it's from one task to the next until I go to bed. And I got to a point where my body is almost wanting to rebel against that, like my body and my mind. It's almost like I don't have that control, like anything to do with structure and routine. I'm like, nope, like do not want to do it at all. And it's not a thing of just not wanting to do it, not be disciplined to do it. It's like, it feels so wrong in my body to follow structure right now because I'm also such a structured person. So it's a little bit of a mind fuck right now. But like I said, I have allowed myself to take a little bit of a step back so then I can come with more of a clear message to you. And I want to go over that message today. And I spoke about this in a post and some of the comments on the post sparked me to want to make this into a podcast episode. And it's talking about the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine. And I think a lot of people get masculinity confused fused with toxicity because there's this phrase nowadays called toxic masculinity which just isn't a thing like being masculine is is not toxic you're just toxic because real men and real masculinity isn't toxic at all so whatever traits that man or even that person that is more masculine is displaying they are not true masculine they're just being toxic they're just being shitty human beings for that time being right it's funny because there's no such thing as like toxic femininity and we don't see that in the world but there is again you could argue the same side so true femininity isn't toxic it's the traits that go along with that and it's very one-sided and just for a second don't worry this podcast isn't gonna be a whole like men aren't in the wrong let's stop shaming men like yes I do think there's a stance there where we need to like all just like be on each other's side but that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is about your self-responsibility as a woman and taking responsibility for your wounded feminine and before we get into it like what is being feminine what is wounded feminine both men and women have feminine traits, just women tend to have more. And that's same with men, right? Men tend to have more of the masculine side. Now for me, I started this podcast episode talking to you about how I am very structured. I'm very routine, very go, go, go. That is me being in my masculine and being in my masculine comes very, very easy to me. It's how I've always been. It's just really easy to be in that place. And it's not as easy to be in the femme side. And what happens is I I shut out that side too much where I get to a certain point where, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's like something inside me likes to rebel or wants to rebel and I can have no balance whatsoever. And it's like, hey, you know what? You shut me out for eight months straight. So now I am completely closing the door on your structure, on your routine, everything that makes sense to you. And we're just going to be a human and you're going to go on walks and you're going to listen to nature and you're going to go to coffee shops and that's all that your inner being wants to do. So when I talk about wounded feminine and wounded masculine, it's not just like this concept that I'm talking about. I understand both sides and I'm coming from a place of being more of a masculine female. And again, like this can be traits. This can be how you look like, again, it doesn't really matter. And there's not one wrong or right way. Okay, I want to make that clear as well. As long as we're in these traits for good, 
good and we're using these traits for good, but there's always something that we need to improve on. So that's the feminine masculine, right? I tend to be more of that masculine side, whereas some women tend to be more in their feminine and that's great. Same thing goes with men. Sometimes men are more feminine males and then sometimes there's men that are really in their masculinity and they have a really, really hard time going into their femininity, right? So both sides. What we need to understand is it's okay to have the other dominant trait in you, even if it's not quote unquote normal, I guess you would say. But it's also really important to understand that you should be connected to your, I don't know, more natural state, you would say. I don't even know how you would say that. But I think you need to have that balance of both, right? You need to be in tune with both your masculine and feminine. And if you're out of alignment, if you're in a job you hate, if you're in a body you hate, something is out of alignment there. And you can use these two energies to get you to a better place. I just tend to use my masculine to get me to certain levels, but I need to also recognize that it's okay to play. It's okay to be a human. It's okay to sit with yourself and not be productive. Like you don't have to be a productive human being to be successful all the time. Like that's okay. And that's going more into that feminine, right? So we all need to realize that we need to have a good relationship with both sides, or it's almost like we're incomplete if we're not focusing on the other and we're only focusing on one. So where this wounded feminine and wounded masculine comes in, you can also look at this as there can be traumas as well, right? Maybe this trauma isn't this like big, deep thing that happened to you as a kid, but it's something, I guess you could say smaller. And some would argue no traumas are small, but I think we tend to compare our traumas on different levels to other people. So maybe you actually did go through something that would be traumatic because you were a child and you didn't understand how to process it, but you don't consider it trauma because your best friend had it way worse than you did, right? So it's also diminishing your trauma and you can't recognize it. That turns into a wound. And if it's not healed, that can show up in your wounded feminine or your wounded masculine. Now for me, I'm not saying that I have traumas, but I most likely have coping mechanisms where I feel like I need to be more in my masculine and it's not as okay to be in my feminine. So I would consider that partially a wounded feminine. And there's a couple moments in particular in my life that I know that this happened. And one of those times was having a lot of girlfriends growing up and then moving on and moving through life and losing those connections. And I won't really get too much into it, but it wasn't a good move on. It wasn't just like, a, oh, we lost touch. It wasn't a good break. There was some shit there that did not sit well with me. And I was really upset and I decided not to put up with that kind of shit anymore. I wasn't down for petty drama, shit, passiveness. I wasn't down for it. And I closed myself off and I was like, you know what? I'm moving on from this chapter. I don't want this. If anyone else wants to reach out, cool. But I'm closing the door. I don't want to be involved anymore. So that's a long story, long story short, very vague. I know I don't really want to get into it, but I know that definitely sparked something in my life to not trust other women that could be friendships. And this happened again when I went to university and I had this relationship with someone that again, I'm not getting into too much, but it just started to show up as the same thing with these old friendships. And I was like, again, I'm not down for this 
drama bullshit. Like we are older now. I'm not down for that. I want to have real relationships. I want to have real connections. I want to have real conversations. I don't want just surface level. We just hang out because we can go and party together and we can talk shit and whatever. And like, you also don't own me. Like we can have different friendships and that's okay. So this kind of happened again. And when I'm saying this out loud now, like I recognize it, but it's not something that I recognized until probably the last year. I like knew, but I wasn't fully conscious to it. I wasn't fully conscious that I held a new female friendship at arm's length because I didn't trust them. I'm like, okay, cool. You're coming into my life and you want to hang out, but like, what do you want? And like, when are you going to leave? Like that was my full on thought process. And I'm sure if you're someone that went through high school and had those female friendships and you come out and now you're at a higher place in your life and you don't want to just drink and party, like you can relate to that. And it's really hard to find other female connections when you're older, when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, when you decide to make a change in your life, you also have to leave behind those other people. Sometimes they can't come with you. Sometimes you can still hold those relationships, but a lot of the times they can't come with you. And it's hard to find people that resonate with you, that want the same thing with you, and don't need alcohol to have real deep conversations with you. So this is something I recognized, again, after doing self-work, after just being aware of it in the last years. And so probably for the last five to six years, I didn't really have a whole lot of girlfriends. Any new person that would kind of come into my life, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'll feel it out, but I'm not really sure. And I also didn't really have to because I had a partner to rely on, right? Like I had a person that I could always come home to. And so it's not like I was always alone and I didn't really have to put myself in those situations like we would have the same friends. So we would have like couple friends or we would do things together. So I didn't actually have to put myself in those uncomfortable situations because I wasn't going to just be at home alone. I wasn't just working and then being by myself. So that was part of it as well. Now, another thing is I also worked certain jobs that didn't really allow you to create those relationships, right? After university, if you're not going somewhere every single day, it's going to be hard to meet those people. I wasn't doing club sports anymore. That's again, where all my friendships came from. They came from university sports. They came from those clubs where you're kind of forced to meet people. And I just wasn't forcing myself to meet people because I'm trying to build my business. My hobby is going to the gym, which can be very like a single person thing, I guess not a single person, but like you can do it by yourself. It's not a team thing, right? So again, and I like to go in, put my headphones on, do my shit, don't really talk to people. So I also subconsciously isolated myself from those situations. And at any time when other people could possibly come into my life, I like allowed it, but I also didn't make a whole lot of effort to keep them in my life. Like, I'm like, sure, if you want to hang out, like, that's cool. But if it would die off, like, I wouldn't extend the olive branch because in my mind, I'm like, well, they're going to move or I'm going to move. And like, these friendships end anyways, and we probably don't want the same thing. So whatever. So I would just let it die out. Like, I really wasn't interested. I really wanted friendships. I really wanted those female connections, but I had very little hope that those connections of people that I wanted were actually out there. Like, very, very little hope. And 
And to some degree, I'm right. Because if you feel the same as me, you understand it can be really hard. Now, one of the reasons like sidetrack, I've made the made for more program. And I've made this podcast is maybe you're that person on the edge. And I want to make sure you know, like, I am not saying you are a worse human, or you're lesser than if you're like, not on that level of like trying to find better female friendships, okay, and you're drinking with your girlfriends, I'm not saying you're lesser than there's always something that we can improve and become better on. But there's always something that we can be better at. And I just was not down to have, to be honest, low level friendships. Like it's not really a friendship if all you do is drink together. And that's like what a lot of the relationships I see nowadays in the world. All you know how to do is go out and get alcohol, right? I wanted to have deeper connections and I just didn't have that hope. So I would let them kind of go. And to be honest, it's quite lonely, right? When you don't have those female friendships to go and do things. And I was thinking about it. Is it going to be like this forever? Maybe it'll just be like this forever. But as I continue to work on myself and improve myself and heal part of that wounded feminine and understand that my feelings were just and it's okay to have high expectations for female friends, just like it is to have high expectations for a partner like that's okay you don't need to lower yourself just to have that like surface level connection it's okay to hold that high standard and it's okay to break up with those friends just like you would a partner if they're not meeting your needs so I held on to this for a long time and it's probably been in the last year that I've actually had more female friendships come into my life and I'm not saying that it's been easy to let those people in I definitely still like to keep my card and my wall up and please let me know if you feel the same. Like, send me a message. I want to chat with you because I feel you. And I think this is a conversation that we need to have more openly. So, if you feel that, again, my DMs are open. So, please message me. But I started to realize, like, hey, you so badly want to have these connections and these female friendships. You also have to be willing to let your guard down to allow those women into your life. Because if you don't, you're never going to have those connections. And just like a relationship, it's scary. It could end. Somebody could move. You could not have that connection anymore. But what's important is the time that you do have that connection. And maybe you can build something really, really strong and really, really cool that for the time being, it's what you both need. And the future is never guaranteed anyway. So why are you cutting yourself off if they haven't even come into your life yet? Like you're cutting something off that hasn't even started. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there for those female friendship connections, just like you would a relationship, even though you know in the back of your mind, it could end. You guys could break up as friends, right? But that is why you put it on the line. That's why you put your heart on the line because you're hoping that it's worth it in the end. And again, maybe you'll have to kiss some frogs. Like you'll have to find some girlfriends, right? And then you'll have to break up with them and find some more. But that is the whole point of this is you have to be willing to put yourself out there and let that guard down. And something that I had to realize and I hope you can sit with this you cannot blame your new female friends for the words and the hurt that your old female friends said to you like you cannot blame these new women in your life for the hurt and the pain that the old women in your life caused you it's not their fault your wounded feminine is making it their fault and it's closing that door off to those relationships. So it's extremely important that we take ownership and accountability of our own shit and allow ourselves to open ourselves up to those new connections. 
So that's a little bit of the wounded feminine. Now there's so many different layers to being wounded in general, like not wounded masculine, wounded feminine, just like having trauma and being wounded in general. But that is part of the wounded feminine, right? Because it's not allowing yourself to open up. Being more feminine, you're capable of being more open, being more playful, like that is part of that energy. So if you have some of those wounds, it can be really easy to blame the opposite. And this is where I want to get into this post. So I'm going to read this post and then I'm going to read some of the comments. So my post, you can't keep blaming the wounded men of the world for your unresolved wounded feminine. Your wounded feminine cannot be blamed on the wounded masculine energy in the world. You blame society for the way men are nowadays, but you contribute to it. You keep your guard up, never letting anyone close enough to you. You have to be a strong, resilient woman just to keep up with our world and make a living. You have pride for what you've accomplished all on your own, but no one to share it with. You don't believe there's any good men left in the world, so you participate in this new age dating culture and add fuel to the fire. There will be no good men if there are no good women. It's the yin and yang. The wounded masculine is not primarily the reason for your wounded feminine. You need to take accountability for hiding yourself away, for putting up your guard and never letting her out. Just as there are good women like you, there are good men out there too. But you need to become her in order to attract him. There are men that hold your same values. There are men that want to provide for you, take care of you, and take the load off that you've carried for so long. But you cannot attract it if you haven't healed your feminine. You cannot attract what you do not possess. You need to be willing to get uncomfortable. Surround yourself with the energy you want to be and the energy you want to attract. Surround yourself with people that encompass what you desire. Create an environment that your best self would live in. It's time to grow. Now, I want to acknowledge that, yes, in this I said, in order to become her, you need to attract him. If you are a her that also wants a her, just switch the damn letters out. Like, this is not to be like, oh, there's only a her and her, a her and him that can be together. No, dude. This post, and this is where I get a little bit in my feels because it just grinds my freaking gears. I'm obviously not saying here that you can only be her to attract him. Like, if you want a her and you're a her, you still gotta become fucking her. Like, you gotta become the badass bitch if you wanna attract another badass bitch. If you're a dude, you gotta become him in order to attract him, right? Like, you need to become that entity. And it's, again, not even like a her and a him thing. It's just becoming your best self. And these words are what felt truest to me. And I am obviously attracted to men. So I am going to speak and I am going to write from a her to a him place. I just needed to get that out there before we go into the comments. And I think if you're listening, you understand that and you understand my intentions. But God damn it, people like to take anything out of context and put words in your mouth. Now, another thing I want to say about this post, I loved this post. When I wrote this post, I'm like, yes, this is it. And the energy that I gave in this post was all good. It wasn't like you're shitty and no man is going to love you if you don't become her. Like, no, dude, like I could literally write this the opposite side for a man and be like, you need to become him in order to attract her. It goes both ways, right? The whole point is you need to take self-responsibility and become the best version of you and heal yourself if you want to attract an equal partner, right? doesn't matter what fucking gender you are. You just need to become the best version of you. So let's get into these comments. Some of them are good, okay? So I'm not just gonna go straight to the bad ones, but let's go... A 
beautiful post. Beautiful and wise, Mariah. Thank you. Very impressive. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Okay, cool. Now let's go to this one person, Samantha Leah. And yeah, I'm going to say your names, guys, because you're commenting. We're not friends. Her profile actually looks fake. So that's interesting. So sometimes I always wonder too, I'm like, are these just like bots on here? But anyways, her comment got like 21 likes from people that are friends with me on Facebook. So I'm like, if you like this shit, just like don't have me as a friend. But also, how did you get this out of this post? So the comment is, what is it that word salad trying to say? So again, word salad, but your comment doesn't really make sense. Other than telling us it looks like the misogyny is coming from inside the house. How did you get misogyny from that post? Because I was saying you need to heal your wounded feminine. Dude, there's wounded men in the world too, and they need to heal their shit. Now let's go to Sarah, who commented right under this. She says, 100% agree. The whole concept of masculine and feminine energy is straight up 1950s gender norms repackaged with a granola slash spiritual slant. Also, when the wounded masculine folks stop beating, raping, and stalking and killing women, maybe I'll stop blaming them for my own traumas. This whole post is screaming, trying to appeal to toxic men. Um, bang my head against a wall. I'm sorry, but you need to become a better woman because that's when the men will stop beating other women. We are reaching here. Again, this is one of the reasons why I made this podcast and I do not want to hold back on what I feel anymore because we need to all own up to our own shit. There are some real disgusting men in the world. Obviously, I think we can all agree on that. But if you are looking at this post and saying that it's trying to appeal to toxic men, that is your wounded feminine absolutely shining through. Like you are the person that I probably made this post for okay but you are so blinded and you are so stuck and honestly this is where the message from my heart comes in is I feel fucking bad for you because this shows that you have that trauma if you see this post and all you see is toxic and that's what you get from this post I am sorry for the hurt and the pain that you have gone through because you obviously have your walls so so high that there's no compassion like there's no openness. Was this post trying to take away from what real disgusting men have done in the world? No, obviously not, right? Now let's unpack. Masculine and feminine is not a repackaged spiritual slant for gender norms from the 1950s. Masculine and feminine is also not man and woman. And that's what I said. I actually replied and said, masculine does not just equal man, just as feminine does not just equal women. And she said something else, which I can go over, but I didn't want to argue. There's no point on arguing, right? But like I said, when I wrote this post, the her, the him, whatever, that's just what speaks true to me. If you would rather say like her and her or or him and him, or whatever the fuck you want to say, that's cool. It's really all about energies. And we just make up terms in order to describe feelings and in order to describe energies. So masculine is just an energy. Feminine is just an energy. And that's just like I said, if you're a female and you have more masculine energy, that's not a bad thing and that's okay. So I don't understand how it can be like a gender norm because I literally just started this podcast with saying how I 
am actually more masculine, but I am a female, right? So again, I honestly feel deeply for this person because from what she took from this really heartfelt post that I wrote, she took it completely the opposite way and in a toxic way, I guess. And that just shows the wounded feminine because if you were really deeply in your feminine and really connected and really connected to energies, you would be able to understand or not even understand, but just be like, hey, maybe she's speaking it from a different way. When we get so distraught and triggered, we need to take a step back and ask ourselves like, what is coming up for us? It's usually just a mirror, right? If you're getting triggered by a post or something in social media, you need to take a step back and recognize that it's not that person's fault. You got to look what's going on inside. Like what is happening for you? What is that feeling that is coming up for you to make you feel triggered, right? It's not that person. It's always a mirror. Now, again, I'm not going to excuse if there's like horrific content that people post. Obviously, that's not a mirror to yourself. Again, we also have to recognize that like there's just straight up shitty people in the world and you can't just blanket statement everything. But when I speak, I am always speaking about the true good people in the world, right? And if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you're not somebody that completely hates me or just follows my page to be a hater. So I'm sure you understand. But that's the thing too, is I don't want this to just be an echo chamber, right? I want us to be able to have those tough conversations conversations because if we're always just on the same page, again, we're just echoing the same thing back and forth and we're not having those conversations to really open ourselves up. So I wanted to go over that post and this message because it is showing how much true wounded feminine there is in the world. There is so much wounded masculine on either side, feminine and male or female, male, whatever, right? There's woundedness on both. There's a shit ton of trauma on both. And the more we can take a step back and understand that we're all just trying to heal and love and just like live this life the best we can, I think everybody's going to let their guards down a lot more. But there's just so much fighting going on and someone to blame. Like I get it. It's really easy to blame like the toxicity in the world, but that's not true masculinity. Like I said at the start of this, like it's not the wounded men's fault for your own shit. Like you got to own your own shit. Whatever you have went through, you may have gone through some deep ass traumas. You can't blame the men for your own shit. Like you need to blame the individuals who put you through that shit, right? Like we cannot keep grouping people together. Just like I said, with the female friends. And that's something that's light. That's not like a trauma for me, but it created something in me to have some of that wounded feminine, right? So we need to own up to our own shit. We need to take self-responsibility for our own wounds. And then we can heal. And then we can open ourselves up to other people. And you know what's really fucking cool is when you open yourself up and you've healed yourself and you've done that inner work, the people that you attract are all also going to be healed. If you're constantly putting out that energy of your wounds, your wounded feminine, your wounded masculine, you're going to attract that back. So whatever you put out, you're going to get back. So remember that. So as soon as you start to work on yourself, 
and become your best self, that's when you attract all of those people. But you have to be willing to go in and do the inner work to get there. You don't just snap your fingers and get it. It's a lifelong practice. It's a daily practice. And every time you level up, you're going to find something else that you're like, hmm, that came up. I should probably work on that now. Or, hmm, I didn't realize that that was unresolved. So you need to be willing to constantly up level and understand that as you discover new parts of you and you up level, there's going to be people in your life that are not going to understand. And that's okay too. So I hope you enjoyed the first podcast back in a while. I'm excited to be bringing more of these topics to you. There's a lot of things in the works right now. There's a lot of things going on in the back. I'm changing some approaches because I want high ass level women in this program. Like I want this group to be the best fucking coaching on the market for women that want to up level themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because it's not just about the aesthetics. It's about everything combined. So if you are willing to, if you're wanting to, if you're ready, if you want to dive deep, not only into your physical goals, but your mental goals, and you're ready to make a change and you want to get to that next level, you can go and apply at the link in my bio on Instagram. We can chat. We can see if you're the right fit for the Made for More program. But other than that, make sure you're subscribed. Come back. If you liked this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you screenshotted it, shared it to your stories, tagged me. That's how we grow. That's how we create better people in this world by always learning, right? We need to be a learner of life. That's how we're going to have a better world. That's how we're not going to have all of these fucking social media bullshit comments because we're going to heal more and we're all going to be more understanding of each other. So hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I will see you in the next one. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Now, don't just sit there. Information is nothing without application. Set some intentions, move your body, read a book. Or if you're truly ready to make a macro shift in your life, DM me on Instagram at Mariah Fontana with the words macro shift for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you.